Well, I can't believe we made it this far, D-Roy. It is our 100th episode special coming up very, very soon. We're excited because we're excited. We want to share with the listeners and... Uh, Man, let's let's celebrate. So we've been doing a lot of this card talk, but yeah, I figure you know there's no better way to give away one of our Michael Jordan PSA 10 population of three in the entire world giveaway. So we, wait, 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 wait. There's there's three of these cards in the world. In the world. And you're just gonna give it away. I'm giving away to our special eBay pirate listeners. In order to qualify, we need you to go on and help us out, get the word out there. Uh, you know, give us a review on on Apple, on iTunes, on Pod Scratcher, all of these outlets. We need your help. Wherever wherever you're at, give us a give us a review. Yeah, they said shoot us a message. Let us know. Hey, I reviewed it, and we will get you in the drawing for it. I said Michael Jordan PSA 10, three in the world special oversized card. It will make your. Am day. I eligible? No, you are not eligible. That's some good booty. I, that's a good card. Like this is. I don't quite know the value because there's only three in the world, but I figure our listeners are deserving of it. There's only three that exist. It's a PSA 10. Michael Jordan, what year was that? 1997. Graded a 10. And, and like I said, the only thing you have to do is be our eBay pirate, our listeners. You're helping our show grow. Get on there. Give us a review on anywhere you listen to our podcast. Let us know about it. Send us a message, and you will be entered to win this amazing card. But they have to pay for shipping. No, we're giving it all away, man. We'll even give them a card, a little sticker too. We're, we're going all out. This is 100 episodes. No one thought it would go with the sport. Not your wife, not my wife. <laughs> no one thought we'd get this. Not out. our listeners' like wives have been stuck listening to us for the last 100 episodes. We appreciate it. We've made it 100 episodes. It's been great. The numbers are phenomenal. They're great. They're wonderful. Never been better. We appreciate you listening to it. Get in there, get your chance. We want to see this special piece of memorabilia in your household. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. gentlemen we've got it it's the century mark uh, it's not the bi-century or the tri-century just one century as the uh discussion was going but death piles and taxes episode 100 i cannot believe we made it this many episodes without being uh chastised by the fcc we haven't been shut down yet and to celebrate we brought in the husky section we got the man whose story we've been trying to tell for four weeks Michael Benjamin Painter. It's good to be here today, guys. And, of course, uh, the man that's becoming a legend on the uh, Death Piles and Taxes community pages, Pelican uh, Wallace. Pleasure is ours. And, of course, Adam Beasley, yeah. who has the uh, Death Piles and Taxes studio where we're all gathered. Graciously here, and, and we're all going to be busting open the uh, the beverage. Oh, yeah, I need that. So that's a celebratory uh, Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, why not a little splatter? I brought a special drink. I brought the, the key lime pie drink. What do you, what do you got, Pelly? Well, you guys know I'm not a soda man, but in the last week I did drink a cream soda, and it was delish. So uh, it kind of tastes like a root beer float. It's kind of amazing, but I'm drinking water tonight. 
He's got water tonight. Well, let's let's get into it. We got a long ways to go and a, a short time to get there. As old Smokey used to say, Michael Painter, the card story. People been yeah. waiting for it. <laughs> We've been teasing it. We can't go into much detail. What what uh, what did you do? Where did we leave off at? Um, did we ever let's talk re- about the acquisition? Let's recap from the acquisition and I think we talked a little bit of the auction to to the uh, the big numbers that you're you're pulling in that bank account of yours. Yeah, I'm keeping that quiet. Uh, so that's, <laughs> voting acts. <laughs> damn voting. So uh, as a recap, yeah, the uh, the original acquisition, we uh, I acquired uh, the entire set of the 1982 Wrestling All Stars. Um, I got it off the auction. Uh, snipers tried to get me at the end, but my bid was in before them. I assume I, I don't know, but uh, the most money I've ever spent on something non-car or firearm related, I think ever. So, well, besides my children, <laughs> and probably your house and my house. Well, I, I haven't really spent that all the way yet, so <laughs> we're still <laughs> that one can go either way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, I acquired those cards on on eBay, and then uh, ironically enough, with maybe two weeks later. Uh, trolling around on Mercari, and I found a, uh, a Hulk Hogan, which is the, the star of that set, obviously, and then a uh, Andre the Giant, the, the giant from Grenoble, France, and uh, we also acquired uh, Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter, and Mill Mascaris. So, Adam, you might be familiar with him, most famous the lu- lu- luchador in all of Mexican history. Does that uh, ring a bell? Not ringing a bell for me. Very good. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, I, I, I swung a deal with that guy. He, his cards did not look as good as what I assumed was a PSA 10 that I'd acquired two weeks before. Now, when you're working a deal <laughs> with this guy, yeah. you find these cards. How do you go about the deal? Well, I, I, uh, I liked, um, I liked his uh, post on the Mercari, and that's always a good thing because then it shows, it notifies them that they have new likers, and. Uh, and Mercari is kind of a funny, I don't know if your listeners or viewers, or listeners, if they're aware that the, the offer settings is kind of crappy. You can't really lowball anybody on Mercari. It's, it's, it's not great for sharks like us. Um, so you're only, I, I think it's 10%. Is that all you're able to, to go down is 10% of That's asking about price? Right, somewhere there. Yeah, so, so I, I, I messaged this guy instead of shoot, shooting him an offer, and uh, I said, hey, do you got any more pictures? Because he just had one picture of Terry, and... And, uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I mean, he had it up for maybe two or three minutes. I just happened to be on there at that time, which was lucky. And uh, so he sent me a few pictures over, and then he tried to take it offline. He wanted to start texting me and things like that, and Mercari shut that down pretty damn quick. <laughs> so they, they were about to deal with that. You know how that goes. And uh, But anyway, one thing led to another, and I was like, that card's not in great shape, and he agreed. It was in pretty good shape, but it looked like you know, the corners were roughed and things, and it wasn't super centered. So uh, I told him, I said, what about, I don't know, 150? And he goes, yeah, 150. I said, well, you've got that Andre. And so he had an Andre that was that was beat up a little bit. It was not great, but it wasn't it didn't look like your dog had chewed on it. And, uh, and, I, and he had a Hulk Hogan, or an Iron Sheik and the Sergeant Slaughter and the mill. And I said, what do you think about, about $200 for the lot? And he goes, well, I'll throw in this other card even for $200. Great guy. <laughs> and so I said, please take my money now, good sir. And uh, and he took my money. And uh, so then you fast forward to, to March, coronavirus. <laughs> I have these cards sitting in my empty gun safe 
for, for quite a while. Because of the boating accident. The boating accident out at Yuba, Yuba Dam. And, uh, yeah. If anything, I'm going to enjoy the 100th episode. Hey, know. hey. Well, we got record downloads this month, but, you know. And we just have to start talking about the Tiger King and uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Pelican, and we're, we're set, right? So uh, so you got your cards in the gun safe. So the cards are in the gun safe, and uh, PSA shuts down due to the, the world shutting down, basically. And so they set my safe till May, I believe. It was May. And uh, then I was finally able to submit them, and I submit them, and we wait. And I think it was close to three weeks before PSA acknowledged that they had actually received this shipment. <laughs> so uh, we we go on for a few more months, and uh, finally they grade them, the, the first 12, because it was my PSA subscription. And we were beyond excited for this. We were, yeah. I mean, Derek had me convinced that I had a PSA 10, which I thought as well. I mean, it was the best card I'd ever seen. And when he says PSA 10, what we really care about, how much money is that exactly. card? I mean, we would, we, uh, PSA 10 is unknown. They, they've never, there's not been one ever graded. We thought we'd found the unicorn in the woods. So we're talking what, $5,000? At that time, probably. Yeah, I think back in, in March, five grand was probably legitimately something we're asking for um so we're all just itching for him to get this money back because he promised us he was taking us to vegas in his private jet so we could go to go it, to town exactly that or we were going over to, to reno to get this the seafood buffet out there at the gun smoke so <laughs> whichever was the better of the deals at the time. yeah whichever you know whatever we could swing yeah. So anyway, though, these guys, uh, you know, we were all hyped up. We were going to, uh, it was truck money. I think that was how we referred to it. We were going to pay off trucks with this kind of cash. And uh, <laughs> so so one thing leads to another, though, long story short, is, you know, it's as long as it is short. Shout out to Trevor Hooper. And uh, the cards are graded. And Derek says, are you going to peak? And I said, you better freaking believe I'm going to peak. I, I was antsy. Just like on Christmas. And, and, uh, and, by peak, and once you get your cards graded, once they're done, they'll send you an email back that says, hey, they're in the mail to you. If you want to see what the score is right now, you can look online, or you can just wait and be surprised and open them up. Like Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so this, what was that, pal? So I got a question about that. So um, when they say you can, they send you the email, do they tell you which card graded is what, or do they just say four of them have an eight rating, two of them have a nine rating? So, so the email just says they're done, and then you have to log into your account, and then when you go into your account, then it, it lays them all out by card what your, your gradings are. Because we wait for it, they would just tell you that you have a 10, but you don't know which one it was. That would be rough. <laughs> that would be killer. That would have been even better in this situation. If you had been sure it was that bad. Oh, yeah. I would have been. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, probably, he probably got the credit card out. I'd have been using 3-ply TP at that point, you know. I was doubling up. So... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I, I peaked, and uh, first two cards on there were, were the, the Hulk Hogan's, and uh, the first one I see is graded a five, and I about... Gut shot. Yeah, I, I felt like I'd been slapped right in the face. <laughs> and, so, uh, and then the, the worst part was uh, I looked down, and the, the number two, my other Hogan, that we thought for sure was a ten, was a six. And I don't know if... Uh, they were having a rough day over at the PSA. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't send enough uh, enough roses and wine and candies because uh, that's that's how they came back. And uh, we around that time frame, I started looking at comps on on the eBay, 
you know, seven and a half and eight, somewhere in that range, they were bringing in 16 to 1800 bucks, um, which was up. That was up quite a bit. I mean, we were talking a thousand bucks back in March for that kind of stuff. So I was excited and then I was not as excited. <laughs> so you, you had the cards, you got them back and, and what, did you end up selling your Hulk Hogan for? Because you've sold some cards, right? Yeah. You have yeah. money in hand. Yeah, I do. Okay. So posted one of them. I posted the five. Okay. Because I still have in my dreams that I'm going to sell the six as the entire set. So uh, I did post the five up, though. And within hours, I had offers for 900 to to $1,000 on this card, which in March was selling for 600 bucks as a PSA 5. So we're talking some extreme uh, yeah. value increases in just three, four, or five months. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, what offers did you turn down? I, I, I turned down. <laughs> this is where I was puckering myself. I was. I, I, I the, right out of the gates, I turned down that nine hundred dollar offer, and then I turned down two offers for ten fifty, and. Uh, that would be $1,050. So, yeah. Pelican, I just want to bring you in on this. Now, it, you are a very educated man. You have the master's degree, correct? I got the paper that says I'm smart. Okay. He's an educator. You are the educator. You uh, you teach the public. Also a known gambler, though. Throwing that out. Not gambling if you know you're going to win. <laughs> That's true. If That's somebody were to tell you that you had a wrestling card that you could sell for $1,050, but somebody was going to be like, eh, you know what, I don't know if it's worth that, I'm going to give you 900 Would you turn that down? Well, I think the key for Painter here, and I think he made a good call, sounds like I haven't heard the end of the story yet, but if it's within hours or even days and you're already getting offers like that, I mean, you've all heard the story about the kid who they put one marshmallow in front of him, and they say, if you're willing to wait a half hour, we'll give you a second marshmallow. And some kids eat the one marshmallow right away, and other kids wait, and they follow those kids for 30 years. And the ones that had the ability to wait for the second marshmallow were all successful in life. So I think if you're only a few days into it and people are offering you all kinds of money, I think you know you got something there. Yeah. Well, hence the reason Master Painter is also fairly <laughs> That's why I always ate the marshmallow, I guess. <laughs> Jimmy McKnight's probably the... Well, Jimmy, that person. Jimmy, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a marshmallow man. I got but, a question. Uh, yeah. So a couple weeks ago on the pod card, we had a debate about what the best grading company was. And we know that Derek's opinion is that PSA is high on the list, if not the top of the list. I'm assuming the other grading company out there is the Beckett grading company. Is that correct? That's a great assumption. Correct. <laughs> so would it behoove a person who had what they thought was a 10 Hulk Hogan and it came back graded as a PSA 5, to send that card to a different grading company and see which one graded better. Could be. But then I guess you have the risk of it coming back as a poorer grade. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, have to pay for their services as well and send it off. So if you wanted to invest, if you were if you were dead set that it was, uh, I guess, overlooked or, or didn't get a fair grade, that might be a, a way to do it. But you're paying, you're sending it back out. But that's a great question, Pelican, because, you know, coming into that, one number can mean a matter of, mm -hmm. you know, $50 to $500 to $5,000. So depending on the grade, that's a great question that, mm -hmm. who knows, maybe, I mean, the the cost to do that might be 50 bucks. So I, I guess it depends on what you think the card's worth. If, yeah. that, if that one number or point half of a number is going to make you an extra four to $500, maybe it is. 
the things I seem to sell would be like maybe a 20 or 40 spot. These two are the uh, card card experts. They took over that role this but week. Yeah, I don't so. know. <laughs> On this day. <laughs> so, so you, Person you, putting that one. <laughs> you, you turned down some, some large offers. I did. And you did accept a – how big was the offer that you accepted? 1100 So you sold one card for $1,100. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, so I had an epiphany. It was the Sabbath, and I was out walking my dog. And uh, that morning when I was, was contemplating, I was looking at the PS or the previous solds on eBay, and uh, guys were selling sevens in that 1100 range. And uh, the guy that had shot me an offer for 1050 before ended up shooting me an offer that morning for 1100. And really, before I heard the end of the ring, I had accepted that offer. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, and I honestly, I think based on what I've been seeing, I could have held out and maybe got another hundred bucks out of the deal, but. 1100 was a, a pretty and, good number. <laughs> and that one card, because that was, I know you did buy a larger set, but how much did you pay for that one card on Macari when you got it? 200 bucks. So you turned. Plus, I got all those others thrown in. <laughs> so, so really, though, between that card, Adam, and the, the set I bought off eBay, I'm even on all my rock cards based off of one card. So one card is, is uh, parlayed into several other cards. Right. Now, didn't you yep. sell another of the set or of the cards? Yeah, so, so I, I had a uh, Jake the Snake Roberts that I, I managed to snag off of uh, eBay for $10. And uh, I got that one graded, and that one come back. I knew that one wasn't going to be that good. I thought maybe a six range, and it come back to four. And uh, fours were selling for about 50 bucks, but you don't see them often. Like, I, I've maybe seen two or three on there sold in the last 90 days or 120 days or whatever it was. So I, I shot for the... The stars on that one, I put it up for 125 bucks. Within three days, I sold it. So, so what? What we're saying, we're getting a little card heavy. We're hearing the uh, Michael Painter, um, the uh, the unicorn, the 1982 <laughs> WWE wrestling superstars. Um, they say the riches are in the niches, and these two guys over here know their wrestling cards better than anybody else. <laughs> Gary B is uh, following. Derek Painter. Painter. Derek Painter. Get called worse. That's what girls thought our names were in high school, probably. <laughs> just depended on the night. So, <laughs> just to run that down, is, is they are making some extreme dollars on some uh, very rare cards. So, mm -hmm. that's kind of the playback on the Michael Painter story. Pella, can you have anything else you want to add to that story? Any other questions that we can get before we move on to the next celebratory 100th episode <laughs> of the Death Piles and Taxes? Well, my only thought is the recurring statement I heard was I thought it was going to be eight and it came back a six, and I thought it was going to be ten and it came back an eight. So I'm wondering if cards are kind of like those girlfriends you meet at Budweiser Flats, where you think they're really good at first, then you get to know them a little bit, and they're not quite as good as you thought they were going to be. The morning light uh, sobers you up a bit? So I've been told. Well, I, I think it's kind of, too, that the graders are kind of like teachers, right? You take some people's courses... You just they they like the wrestling cards better. They like the basketball cards better. They're gonna give them a better grade. Or I'm not sure how all that magic works, but uh, I think there's something in the the mood that day. Maybe his wife was happy with him that night, and maybe he got yelled at on his way to work, and uh, he takes that on your cards. I think there's definitely a little magic there. So your set of all stars, how many are in the set total? Thirty-two. And you have all thirty-two ready to sell. I don't. No, uh, PSA sitting on. Probably 20 of them still. But you own all 32. I do. Yep. Um, and your point. goal is to sell them as a lot of 32. 
I would like to, but the way that the card market is right now, I do have two lots of the same things listed with different descriptions. I don't know if that's legal on eBay or not, but I'm doing it. <laughs> you're you're the same thing. Thing. Yeah, so I, I do have, there's like six of the rookie cards of the big name ones, uh, you know, Ric Flair, Andre, Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase, those guys. Mil Mascaris. Mil Mascaris, again. I have it listed at $10,000. Um, I've got, I don't know, 14 washers or something like that, and I had... A couple offers on that, um, nothing of value, and then uh, I did post the. No, no, sorry, I did. I rejected an offer on that for twenty five hundred bucks. I did do that, so that was one that I was wondering if that was stupid or not. <laughs> so you rejected an offer for twenty five hundred dollars for thirty two cards? No, no, for uh, five cards. For five cards. <laughs> yeah. Somebody says I want to pay you twenty five hundred dollars, and you said no. Yeah, I. I and how uh, much did those five cards cost you? Well, they're paid for now, right? That's yeah, my first Hulk Hogan, so they were in that bundle deal, basically. So yeah. you, you've got a bundle deal, so you're okay. Well, I mean, yeah, we're just banking on the market going up. Yeah, well, you know, and I do have the the one Ric Flair card. Everybody knows him. It's a it's a graded at an eight. So I I think that one alone, I get nine hundred bucks, and then the Hogan at six is probably sixteen hundred. So so. so Let's package that number together. Pelican and I are waiting to get our trip to Bendy on you guys. How much money are we talking if, if we sold, if we liquidated everything, we got a, a fair market value on these cards? I, I'm guessing if I sold everything the way it's going right now, probably five to seven thousand bucks. Five to seven thousand dollars. I think that's that's a lot of junior bacon cheeseburgers. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I'd like to sell it as a lot though to you know, that bigger amount just because I, but it, it, it's look, I did list my whole Kogan at $2,000 today and, and I had an offer today for 1200 bucks. So, <laughs> I, but it, it's definitely worth more than that. So I'm holding on to that. I told the guy nothing less than 16 on that one. So if anybody's <laughs> listening to this, jump on for 16, there's a good chance I'm well, taking that and, offer. <laughs> and the reason for that is that's the, that's the cram jewel of the crown. So no you're helps wants them otherwise. You're helping to get the whole 32, but they want the one. To take one, you have to take them all. And to take them all, you got to pay a premium. Yep, exactly. Well, that's, that's where I'm at. That's the, the, <laughs> the deep dive, the down and dirty on the Michael Painter, the 32 card uh, superstar rookies that um, we've been waiting to hear about. So yeah, and, and, and sourced them all off eBay and bundling a, a deal at Macari by asking guys questions. So uh, that's one thing that. Can't be afraid to, to, you know, hit somebody up and see what they can do with so, anything, right? So realistically, with the lot that you paid for the um, – when you got the auction on Macari, the grading, I mean, you're into it, what, about 1300 bucks? Yeah, yeah, probably 1300 So right probably now. about $1,300. If you sold everything, including the second card, I mean, you're potentially saying about $8,000 that you could turn that $1,300 into. Yeah. That's crazy numbers. Like it says it's <laughs> – it's not uh, normal, but if you know your items, if you have your, um, you know, your niche, like it says, if you know your things, you know what it's worth, there's money to be made. Yeah. Well, and, and your guy, Gary V, I don't know if I like him or not right now, but we'll, we'll see. But uh, he, uh, he actually made a comment about The Undertaker, and it was like three days after The Undertaker announced his official retirement. Derek and I had jumped on there before that. And I picked up a uh, a Beckett graded it was an eight or an eight and a half for ten it was ten or twelve bucks and I picked it up then and I sold it last week for a hundred bucks so 
These guys are making hand over fist more money than they used to make in, in months. And Subway. More than and Subway. Subway yeah. More money at the Burger King. So, Of the 32 of the guys, how many are still alive? And the uh, wrestling all-stars. That's a great question. We might have to break that down during the break. Yeah, we'd have to do that, but I'm guessing less than half. So what you're saying is there's a good chance that within the next 24 months, one of them's going to die, which is going to drive prices up. Rick, Rick Flair's been on uh, borrowed time for a few years now. so Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's a good point, too. I mean, the Hulkster and Rick Flair, those two cards are going to be astronomical when they pass, but it's hard to pass up eleven or $1,600 right now for what maybe could be later. <laughs> <laughs> that marshmallow. Yeah, it's, that's true. The marshmallow, man. Well, that's, that's story number one of the special 100th episode. We're going to hit a little break, and we're going to come back. There's going to be at least two stories in this episode. There, there'll be several stories. <laughs> at least two. Man, the holidays are getting here, Adam. I know it doesn't feel like it, but they're on their way. It was a little chilly last night, so I, I believe it's coming. The fall is in the air. But the problem is people need money to buy gifts for loved ones. And, and they got a list. Unless you're listening, people can't buy it if it's not on the internet. If you're looking to make some money and you're looking to make it fast, you got that death pile of clothing. Cell Hound is for you. We've been some good friends over there, Suzanne. She's been helping us out. She's been liking our videos. I don't know if you've seen over on our uh, YouTube page, but she's been making comments. She loves us, Adam. I don't know what we did right, but she loves us. It's because you brought up Gene Simmons. That's why. I, it didn't hurt. Well, our friends at Sellhound are giving you a special offer. If you go on there, sign up for an account, it, it'll allow you, it'll help you to get your, your clothing items, your, your death pile, it'll help you get listed a lot faster, which means more sales. I mean, your clothing, your shoes, your, your women's handbag purse type items. I know you got a lot of those, so let's help you out. Let's get those items listed. Derek, how can they qualify for that? Well, first off, they're gonna let you do your first three for free. Just try it out and see if you like it. Learn how it works. So, you can't be free. You're, you're out of nothing. Everyone knows the, if they're going to do it for free, it, you're going to get hooked. If it's free, it's for me. Uh, after that, you just put in Death Piles, all capitalized, Death Piles 25, and you get 25% off whatever subscription you decide to go with. That sounds like a wonderful deal to help you make more money. And, and like I said, that's what they're all about, is helping you get that bottom line so you can enjoy the things you want to enjoy. Get some holiday cash. Spend it at uh, everywhere you want on the internet. All right, Pelican, we are back for story number two of the special uh, centennial episode of Death Piles and Taxes. Um, you've known these two guys over here for, for quite a long time. Um, fourth grade. Fourth grade, yeah. Fourth graders. Um, About if, six years. If you can go back and tell your fourth grade self that you could be selling wrestling cards for uh, four digits, would you have believed that? I'll tell you, every time I mow the lawn, I think about what if I would have known when I was in high school what would be selling today. Because I wasted so much money buying Slurpees when I could have been buying stuff that was eventually going to sell for way more money. I think about that all the time. Spying Slurpees. I also want to be friends Brandon Flowers, who we haven't brought up on the show yet, but... I, if we go back in the redo machine, there's a few things I'd redo. But it's the 100th episode, so he's well. I'll, I'll tell you that every single person Nephi was his best friend. Except he, for, I'm, I'll be honest, I was not. I should have been. Even though the reality is he really didn't have any friends. 
if anybody has a claim to being his friend, it was Jimmy Cheapy Pants who went uh, golfing with him all the time. Yes. I, I was with Jimmy and Brandon one time golfing. I left after like a third hole. <laughs> my, my, Brandon, my, claim to fame. My, my Brandon story is I was in the, uh, we had the church class there that was called seminary that you'd go to. And he kept bringing his Oingo Boingo uh, record. And uh, Brother Joe, he wanted to play his Oingo Boingo over the church music. And Brother Joe finally let him one day. And I should have, I should have said, well, that's, that's a neat kid. I should be his friend. And so I was like, well, that's kind of annoying. And, <laughs> and the rest is now I'm selling, uh, use, um, you know, jock straps and wrestling cards on the internet. And he's performing on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so be nice to people growing up. We weren't mean to him. Though. No, we no, didn't we... have a nickname for the guy. So, no, but, he was yeah. a nice kid. He's a good kid. But yeah, we had art together. If I go back and tell myself, I said, be friends with that guy. Befriend him. Kick out, I'd say kick out, now I won't say names here, kick out this guy and this guy, but be friends with that guy. And Pelican is better than just a chauffeur for you. Appreciate it. So you are the, the educator. <laughs> you deal with the, uh, the, the children of the, of the world. Um, from your perspective, from where you sit, where are some of the things that you would now, um, you know, give some advice to, you know, parents of children our age, you know, some of the kids that are listening, what are some of the things that you think, if you could go back and be that age right now, what are the things that you wish that they could learn, but also, you know, give them some knowledge in life in general, not just reselling, but but educate us from, from your perspective right now. Well, that's a loaded question. I'll tell you, so I, I teach geography, and I'm really passionate about it. Uh, and when we were in school, not that long ago, but getting longer ago, geography was all about memorizing capitals and countries and coloring maps, and that's all we ever did. Uh, and in today's world, it doesn't matter if you know that that, that Damascus is the capital of Syria, uh, because Siri knows, so you can just ask, hey, Siri, what's the capital of Syria? Sure. Um, and so to, in today's world, I don't think it's as important what we teach, um, I think what's in more, more important today is that we teach kids how to learn. The reality is that in today's world, they're going to go to a job, they're going to be trained to do something specific anyway, not something they learned in their English 10 class. Um, and so if they have the ability to learn things like being organized, things like keeping a, you know, a schedule and, and being timely, and, uh, and then the technology side of today's world is super important. You know, do you know how to uh, update documents and do you know how to share things on the internet and, and create videos and all those kinds of things. So um, if they learn some geography along the way, that's great. But my job is to teach them how to be, um, you know, be able to survive in the real world, which is being personable, um, you know, being organized, being on time, those types of things. Those are, those are all great tips. And like it says, what are maybe one or two of the things that, that your students have, have done or how they have adapted over this last six months during this COVID stuff? Because I know it's been a difficult time for them, but also you as an educator. Maybe what are some, some of the things that you've seen or some tips that you can give to some of our other educators? Because I know we have several that, that listen to the show. Well, what I love about today's technology is I have the ability to see who's working where. So <laughs> a lot of educators um, are using this program called Canvas. Uh, a lot of us used it when we were in college. Uh, and as a, as a teacher, uh, I have the ability to see who logged in and who did what and how much time they spent and, and things like that. So what I had this summer was 
I had a girl send me an email that said, hey, uh, you haven't graded any of my work that I've done. And so I responded and said, well, the reason I haven't graded anything is because you haven't done anything. Um, and then two weeks later, the mom sent me an email that said, hey, she's finally done all of her work now. Can you grade it? And I responded and I said, well, in the last four months, she's logged in one time. She was logged in for 11 minutes. She's logged in just after midnight, and she didn't turn in any assignments while she was logged in. And I really wanted to be a fly on the wall for that conversation that mom had with that daughter the next morning. Um, so uh, that's the that's one thing as a teacher today's world is like there's the substitutes don't lose papers anymore because you turn papers into the internet. So I was that uh, I was that student. I probably had plenty of those conversations. I think the the technology would take away my. Uh, building excuses of I was just lazy and didn't feel like doing it or, or didn't see the importance of doing a lot of it. And well, I'll tell you, uh, we we were all said this a thousand times, but if we had to grow up in today's world of technology, it'd be a different world for us. We different, different story. <laughs> we'd add different activities on Friday night, that's for sure. Yep. Well, no more overpass stories. We'd all be in jail. No. No, definitely not. Well, we're we're in episode 100, boys, and we brought you in for for a good reason. Um, we want we want some feedback. What's the what's the good, the bad, the uh, what what sticks out? Because you two have listened to every episode. You've been featured in multiple episodes, even probably more than me and Adam in some episodes. <laughs> so uh, takeaway: we can't talk to everyone that's ever listened to the podcast, or you know, we usually get positive reviews, which we appreciate. And if you could share those on Apple uh, iTunes, we appreciate that. But what what are some of the things that you've liked from the show? What are some things you wish we'd do better, go more detail on? Um, break I got a question. A and share some, some memories of the last hundred episodes. So if I've learned anything in my ninety nine episodes now of listening to you guys, I've learned that um, two things actually, other than death piles and taxes. Uh, the two things that I've learned is number one, Venmo is going to charge us taxes. <laughs> uh, and the second thing I've learned is that if we have a side business, we should have our own credit card account or bank account dedicated to that business. Here's my question. Uh, if I have multiple side businesses, do I need multiple credit cards? Uh, I have one business, side business, where I do a lot of travel and I have to buy a lot of supplies and I spend a lot of money on hotel rooms and things like that. And I now have this eBay business where it's strictly buying stuff here and selling it there. Uh, so that's one of my questions. I would say that multiple side businesses, the the point that you're going to want to separate them is if you're going to have income of more than about 5000 on each business. It's at once that point, then it really becomes advantageous for you to separate the two um, in, in your businesses that you have as your uh, budding superstar and getting into several different types of uh, educational software and, and videos. I would tell you right now, do one, but if you feel like realistically I'm going to start making some money, that's when I would separate it just for uh, ease of um, accountability. So great question there, Pelle. Because I'm yeah. not a uh... – Multiple accounts for multiple businesses? Yes. Yeah, so okay. If you are going to have, uh, you know, like a podcast business like we do, and then you also have a separate reselling business, and then you also have a separate uh, wheelchair business <laughs> and a separate uh, accounting practice, I would have separate bank accounts for all of those. Um, I wouldn't do any entity structures until, like I said, until you're over that, that $5,000 mark. So, I'm not an account economy major. I'd sure like to be. <clears throat> And uh, so 
I don't know exactly how credit scores work and all of that stuff, but I'm under the impression that um, two things that could hurt me is, number one, I pay off my credit card every month, which apparently you're not supposed to do if you want a better credit score for some reason. Uh, and secondly is um, I have multiple credit cards. I have credit cards for each airline that I use. I have a Costco credit card. So if I have too many credit cards, maybe that also hurts my credit score. So just curious about like how many accounts should I have open and, and that kind of thing. We got some breaking news. <laughs> So I don't know if you heard the, the chain, but uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Painter over here has received an offer. Do you want to share with the with the listeners where you're at? This is organic. We don't plan this stuff. Uh, yeah, I just received an offer for that uh, Hulk Hogan we just spoke of, the PSA 6, for uh, $1,200. Oh! So now it's the, the deal or no deal. That's a no deal. No deal, okay. Yeah, that's sorry. A, that's an easy no deal there. We were. No deal, Howie. It's a, it's a possible counteroffer, though. I think I might throw 17 at him and see what he says. Yeah, no, no, no. 20, 24 minimum. <laughs> so we're turning down a 12, tens of hundreds of dollars while we speak on this podcast. Um, I have a Discover credit card. On my Discover credit card, it gives me my credit score every single month. I'm able to go through that. Um, one thing that is nice, and not all of us have the um, – the fortitude, the benefits of the the Bank of Bev or the Bank of Lorraine. So wow. we don't necessarily need wow. a credit score. You know, we just get that funds whenever we Shots need to. Shots fired. I mean, jealousy, you know. But in your instance, the more credit that you have, um, as long as you're not extending that credit, meaning if your limit's 10000 and you're maxing it out every month, Oh, yeah. We got, we got oh. some uh, Will and Dylan. Painter can't shut that machine off. New offer, $1,450. We're just getting offers like crazy. So getting into that, again, you don't want to go over that 30% uh, um, threshold. And, and if you have multiple cards, it doesn't really matter. Um, again, it's based off of how much credit you, you can get on there. One thing that is important, Pelican, is those cards that you're using – Every six months, request a credit line increase. That credit line increase now will allow you to, instead of have 10,000 be your max, now it could be 12,000, and then that threshold just continues to go up. So and that's that's one thing that always helps. Um, we got a situation. Bro. All right, so this is the 100th episode. Again, this is live. Well, we're, we're breaking it down. Pelican's asking us great questions here, trying to improve his credit scores, and Michael Benjamin Painter just keeps getting offers on these Hulk Hogan cards. So What's the new offer? Yeah, $14,550. I think, I think I'm going to counter back again at my previous counter. <laughs> I can't believe you counter. Would you counter at 1700 Yeah. Why are you selling yourself short? The last PSA 7 uh, paid out at 16, $16,800. Yeah, but did the guy have the whole set? No, I'm not selling the whole set. This is just the individual card. I decided I'd put it up for 2000 to see if I could get some crazy number. Yeah, but if you sell the gonna... one, then you don't longer have a set, right? Well, I have a set, but not of cards. <laughs> he has uh, <laughs> he has 30, 31 of the 32. Yeah, I'd have to acquire another one, but I, I don't know, Pelican. That's a, it's a, a weird situation right now. Cards are way inflated. Air could be going up forever, which is cool, too. Yeah, I just... It's a, it's a whole bird in the hand and one in the bush or however that is. Yeah, so I, I for the listeners' sake, I am countering him back again. So, uh, Breaking into our, our conversation. I'm sorry, pal. Sorry. 
No. <laughs> we're making money, or some of us might be making money, or we're turning down money. So, so hopefully that, like it says, the more the more you fall, it's a great question, Pelican. And, and again, teaching kids that, I would definitely be an advocate of getting my children a, a credit card um, and monitoring it when they are, uh, you know, when they turn 18. You know, again, teaches them good habits, uh, which I know all of us had. That's why. Our friend group is very unique, um, you know, all of us in that group, but I don't think there's one of us that, uh, you know, are overextended or keeping up with the Joneses. Um, you know, we're all doing very well. Now all of us have uh, Gail Miller's Lexus, so, I mean, there are some of us that are in the upper echelon, and we all strive for it. You can't hide money. That's what they say. Nope. That's upper tax bracket. But I'm, I'm only making, you know, 1.5% on the money that I have. And I'm paying 3% of my mortgage, so I'm just about to just pay that thing off and not have to worry about it anymore. Well, if I were you, I'd take that money and give it to Michael Benjamin Painter and see what he can do see for you. See if I can buy some Hulk Hogan. You want to invest in some wrestling cards? <laughs> I've already been approached by these, these, uh, <laughs> these guys that sell cars to people with no credit. I've been approached by those people a couple times about they'll give me 12% back on my money, but I'm just not quite sure that that's where I want to go. I think you've got some pretty smart gentlemen on the other side of the table over here that could do a lot with that money. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when it comes to other people's money, I get I get uh, I get a little more cautious. So. I'll just go with Black Seventeen. I think that's my best odds. I've heard of some decent real estate though, going up in a, a local community close to us. Five thousand five thousand dollars a parcel. Is that For the- half an acre? It's really not that bad of a deal. I mean, it, it will be built in the mountains, from what I read. Um, Mike, you got, you got anything to add? Any, any kits? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it is 100 uh, so This is the latest you guys been up since San Jose. I, I'm, I'm high on my uh, key lime pie. Any bits of wisdom or things you picked up from the podcast, questions, uh, things you like, don't like? I, uh, I've really enjoyed the podcast. Um, I feel like I've kind of grown along with you guys. Like, like you know, I, I, I've always been a hustler as far as trying to go out and earn a little bit extra somewhere along the side, you know, the, the foundry money was real as far as, uh, you know, there, there was hustling going on. You, I mean, I've been mowing lawn since I was seven years old. So, uh, since you met, since you met Pelican. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Since, since it's Pelican. Yeah. That was what, 15 years ago. So, uh, <laughs> fuzzy math right there. That's right. No, I mean, 14 and a half, but you know, 2020's added a little on us. Yeah. But, but I, not to you guys' fault, but I, I really enjoyed it when you guys were coming on and talking about what you were doing at the, at the thrift stores the week before and, you know, the different experiences and, and hopefully we can get back to that, but it's been cool that you've been able to, uh, to help folks get through this uh, this pandemic, you know, teaching different ways to go out and source. I'm, you know, you talk about cards a lot, which is cool. We love cards. Oh shit! <laughs> I just. I'll sold. tell you what's cool is we've we've had enough episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't have, uh, couldn't have planned that any better. So that thanks to death files and taxes for that one. <laughs> My set's now broken, but I think seventeen hundred was worth it. <laughs> the recap you missed the Pelican. <laughs> He did get a click. He I, just sold that for $1,700 live on the podcast. And my wife just texted me, what in the hell? <laughs> oh, I can't edit all this. I mean, it's the 100th episode. Payment received $1,874. Whoa. Uh, that's more than I've ever made on a card transaction. And my wife just responded back, holy S-word. I, I, <laughs> and I need to hurry and cancel that other lot before somebody buys it. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, I've appreciated that death piles and taxes group. And uh, without Derek and Adam, I, I probably wouldn't have made $1,700 just then. <laughs> I hope I didn't sell myself short, but uh, that was one of those with the bird in the hand. 17 is a, a good number. Well, I've seen your skills, and I, uh, I have faith that you can find another uh, terrible A rookie if you need to. <laughs> throw the you set, save so. that guy's contact information, you can sell him the rest of the set. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So, as, as Painter, just, you know, we are. We're, we're recording this. This is very organic. I'm sorry, I'm this is our special 100th episode. Painter put just the explicit on this one. He just <laughs> turned uh, a $1,700 uh, sale real fast. Before he was listening to the podcast, he was not selling cards. Uh, we will be taking the the, uh, the commission, commission on this. Commission. He's going to be paying for the buffet next time. Well, I'm just glad we got him in for the story pre-sell. Wow. Yeah, you know, within the same hour, so that worked yeah. out good. Yeah, and I literally posted that this morning. So I, I hope that I didn't sell myself short, but uh, I think I didn't. I think and, and just just to clarify, this was a Hulk Hogan rookie card. It was a PSA what? Six. Six. So he just sold for seventeen hundred dollars live while we're doing yeah. this and and a psa what just sold last week how much so my psa 5 sold for 1100 last week okay and then prior to that the other comps were oh the, the a psa 7 sold for like 1400 bucks a couple weeks ago and you just sold one for 1700 dollars yep the market's uh, crazy. Right? I'm selling a bunch of canning lids. I'm making about three bucks a box off of it, and I ought to just go hang myself because I'm a horrible person. So that's where that breaks down. We shared that story a little earlier on the earlier podcast. but And and, and you pointed out that uh, a gentleman, not to be named, but it rhymes with you, is selling overpriced pickled jalapenos that may have given somebody gastrointestinal distress. Well, I said earlier, you guys will hear this episode later because um, we're, we're recording this. I told Adam that when all this clears up and they're having their stands and they're going to their uh, events and whatnot, I'm going to go up and wait for the big crowd to be there at the table and say, did you finally get all the glass out of them jars after the lawsuit last year and just watch the customers walk away? And Adam told me I can't do that. Why? I don't know. He thinks it's bad taste or something or lawsuits. I'll tell you what tastes bad is those pickled jalapenos. Those taste bad. Uh, that's what I thought. And then the botulism that you had before that, I'm surprised you're still in business. <laughs> I'm a real uh, believer in karma. Oh I just say let that let that dog lie. Painter is over here just messing himself because he can't believe. He's got the adrenaline going. That's, see, that's the fun thing about the, the eBay is something like that happens. And now you're on cloud nine for as long as I, I'm still on cloud nine over your Luca card. That's, What's my 90-day total, Derek? 90-day total looks like that's $4,276.80. In a slow economy. In the summer months. <laughs> during a pandemic. <laughs> and all of that's really been in the last three weeks. Uh, unreal. And so these numbers are... That's wrestling cards. Yeah, that's wrestling cards. <laughs> They're so not made up. You guys made fun of Derek and Mike. <laughs> the fat kids are getting their revenge today. Right here at the Husky section. Oh, what happened to Pelican? You there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. So what I was going to say is what's cool about being at episode 100 is we've now been in this journey long enough that we've heard stories from beginning to end, just like we're hearing here. We heard the story about them buying it. We've heard the story about, you know, all this stuff, and now things are being sold, and it's kind of it's kind of cool to see that whole journey go through. And what I'm hoping is, uh, I mean, we have, you know, us telling our stories and Painter telling his story. I hope there's somebody out there you know, Kansas or wherever they're at, that's having the same story along with us. They're listening to the podcast, they're listening 
you know, hopefully getting a few laughs out of it or, or whatever. But I hope they're sitting at home and they just, you know, sold something for a grand or whatever, too, and, and feel like they're right beside us. So that's, that's how I'm hoping on the podcast. So that's story number two of the special 100th episode. We just walked away. Painter is on cloud nine. Uh, you know, just more money than he can count. He's double fisting it. I got, I got a derailment. Can I have a derailment for the hundredth episode? It's your show. Uh, I need, I need some input here. Oh uh, yeah. You want to put it on on story two or three? Are we doing story three? I thought this was just gonna be one big episode at this point. Well, hey, if that's what you want to do, uh, it saves me in the editing bay because <laughs> this this one's off the rails even worse than I usually get some days. <laughs> I get out of the weeds from time to time. So, so I'm, I'm working at I'm working at my, my regular job, the daytime job, and I need some impact here, some some input, not some impact. This uh this temporary worker that we have is probably mid fifties, about six foot seven or so, red hair, and wears a local sports team's T-shirt about every day that's blue. I'll just let you paint your own picture. Wears his bandana like a like a bandito. Uh, bandit for, for Adam, who doesn't understand the Espanol. Um, Boise State Broncos? So he, he comes in, and, you know, he's, he's a little odd and, and says some weird things every now and again. Today he comes up to me, and he says, so do you have a lot of body hair all, all over your body? <laughs> and uh, it took me off guard a little bit. I mean, I do have a beard, but I'm wearing my mask at the time, and he doesn't really know me. I'm kind of uh, missing some ha- uh, hair on the head, like we were talking with Pelican a little earlier. And I said, I said, what? <laughs> and he goes, uh, are you are you hairy all over, like on your back and all over the rest of your body? I said, well, that's a, that's a little bit of a personal question there. <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't really know where he was going with this or, or leading yeah, with this. Yeah, it was before the fire. And, and I uh, I said, well, I'll just say I wish I had a little more, a little less on the back and a little more on my head and went about my job. But the more I've been thinking about it today, how uh, I know this isn't death piles or. or uh, eBay related, but how would each of you, um, if that was you in that situation, how would you have handled it? The Costanza of the group. <laughs> you asking me? I'm asking everybody. Now, I've known this man for maybe a week at best, and not a good relationship has been, uh, we're not friends or anything, I guess what I'm saying. So, so how would we approach being questioned whether yeah, or not the body kind of, hair goes from the head to the foot. I was just kind of off, caught off guard, and the more I thought about it, I thought that was that was an odd situation. Uh huh. That is a little bit odd. I I think I would ask you if you want to take a look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't even given him the choice to take a look. I'd have just shown him right then. Grumpy. I was going with I I I mean show the man. Yeah. I guess tomorrow I'm going to the locker room. All right. <laughs> you you uh you need to get your lovely wife Holly to uh, shave the Zengief. Uh, arrowhead into your chest hairs and showing that. <laughs> I mean, it was my, kind of I, my real response would have been that I don't have as much hair on my body as your mom has on hers. Whoa. <laughs> that was my, that was my derail. It was just caught me off guard. I, uh, I didn't know where to go with that. And, uh, well, I had the, the jury here. I thought I'd throw it out there. This is the 100th episode. <laughs> of I don't know if we'll get to 101. But this has been a, a quite the journey. Um, like I said, we started this a, a year and a half ago. Uh, we, we've always talked as a group. We're always uh, telling stories, and, and this is a way for us to uh, document and, and prove those points of what we're doing. Thanks, everyone, who's been listening, uh, who, who, who takes the time. We always talked about writing a book. 
Um, Pelican is the the uh, the poet of the group. He's written several uh, songs. One's waiting to be uh, copyrighted for. We're just we're just waiting from uh, Tracy Lawrence to uh, get it approved. But, Pass on. Uh, yes. The the, the take over. The writing ability is is not our strength. Besides Pelican, power uh, of the pen. That's why we have the podcast. So uh, again, thank you all for listening. Uh, we do have some crazy derailments, but that is uh, what this podcast has turned into. So go, going forward, our next 100 episodes, what's what's some goals? What are we gonna do? What's what's ever? Where's everyone want to be the next 100 episodes? Adam, well, I'll start with you. Okay, you start with me. <laughs> um, you know, to be honest, like it's because we we've had tens of. I mean, we're I think we're up to about 13,000 downloads. We're getting to the point where we have people all over the world that listen to us. Uh, like, which is crazy. I mean, it, it really is to think right now we're having a conversation and, you know, uh, and there's people in, in France and, and, and uh, Taiwan. I want to continue to increase those numbers and, and just have more people listen. I mean, to think about, you know, making money, selling stuff that other people think is junk. It's just fun. It, it just it's part of that that eBay pirate treasure hunt, just knowing that we're able to find things that other people don't want. And make some real money. I mean, we're not talking fifty bucks. I mean, I mean between, <laughs> between. I mean, Painter sold you know four grand in the last ninety days. Realistically, I know Derek. He's very uh, conservative about his thing, but in his lifetime, he's probably sold close to two hundred plus thousand dollars worth of stuff. At least ten. At least. At least ten. Realistically, probably closer to two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. A um, lot can lids. You know, he, he's done it. He's done a ton of stuff. Lou, Lou. And I just hope that we can make it another 10 episodes before we get um, reprimanded again. So that, that I guess that's my goal. I, I just want more people to listen, more people to really learn because, I mean, Painter, he's making money because of, you know, what we've been talking and teaching about on the podcast. Pelican, are you going to get into the reselling business at all or you get where I'll, you're at? I'll tell you what's most intriguing to me is the drop shipping business. I've uh, been contemplating that a lot. Um, you know, I I wondered about, you know, in the last episode, Prumpy was talking about if you make more than $100,000, the IRS is going to start asking questions and, and things like that. But if you're in the drop shipping business and you're paying 200000 or you're, you're earning, I should say, $200,000 in a year, but really you only made eight hundred of that, because of you know buying and selling and all that, um, I was curious about that. But um, but yeah, the drop shipping is a, a super intriguing aspect of it for me. Have you seen or do you know anything about Outschooled? Have you seen that? No, I do know what Outkick the coverage is, but not Outschooled. No, Pelican. I, I guess is it. You know, you've got some some extreme knowledge. You're you're able to share it, and and this recording. I mean, you look excellent on the screen here. I think if you were to uh, really go in there and start, whoa, throwing out the guns, if you were to get on, I think you can make a lot of money teaching on these online courses. Now, uh, as, you know, educational's turning, uh, you know, there's one and done. I mean, you make one video, it, it lives in the, the cloud forever. You know, you can get on it and get some of these things. I think you could really make some real money doing that. And that's, that's kind of the idea of the podcast. It's not necessarily just selling wrestling cards, but it's a way to, to make more money. I do think I have some content to sell that way. I've been trying to think of the best way to do it. You know, I think a cool feature of the show, I don't know if it's possible, but in the next 100 episodes, uh, my second favorite podcast to listen to has a, a segment where people call in and tell 
either success or failure stories. And I think to have some type of call in line, hey, I bought this wrestling card or I bought this T-shirt for $11 and I was able to flip it for 80 this week. And, you know, just a kind of a cool story. Or, uh, you know, I, I bought this, uh, you know, stuffed animal that had a speaker in it that I thought was going to go for lots of money. And it's been sitting on my shelf for four months. And, you know, I, I think okay, something like that would be cool. And... Yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely something worth looking into. We'll definitely put that in the uh, the next 100. Painter, you're you're you're. He's getting congratulated by other eBay sellers now. Yeah. So yeah, one of the people that made offers to me actually just messaged me on eBay and wanted to know how much I got for the card and congratulations. So that's kind of cool. So I, I hope to have more of that going forward. <laughs> but. Uh, so the question was, what what do we want in the next hundred? Next hundred episodes, where are you going to be when we bring in the Husky section? I, I would really, you know, something I've I've trying to get better at that you guys have been encouraging, you know, is to to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. I'm I'm very out of my comfort zone, and I can do things when it's not my money. You know, I'm in the I'm in the business world, and I have a job and that requires me to make decisions with large amounts of money, but. Uh, when it's not my own payroll, that's my kids' food and things like that. It's it's a little bit more difficult to make that a uh, to feel as comfortable and confident in myself. So I, I've been trying to to do that a little more. You know, making offers and when things come through that I think's a good deal, I need to I need to start taking it. I, I told Derek the other day I, I missed a card that a card again, but it was autographed memorabilia that uh, I got an offer for fifty dollars that I should have taken um, and I didn't, and the guy sold. For about 120 dollars shortly thereafter and so it was kind of stupid that i didn't do that and so risks like that i hope that i'm not as as cautious going forward and and that I, and and with other things too so i i appreciate you guys getting me out of my comfort zone that's it's been a good thing i i'm thankful for it obviously <laughs> all right derek you're a uh, bad cleanup let's see if we can wrap up the special one well, i'm not gonna episode. do a grand slam He's sometimes you have to apologize if you do too well the job anymore in the major leagues as i've learned you gotta so, cling on some cans <laughs> you gotta take some cans. I, I think it's, uh, I want to do more interaction with our with our listeners. I know we wanted to do the meetups. We had fun at the baseball game last year. Um, kind of more of that stuff, just interacting with uh, with the community a little more. I know there's a lot of uh, reseller groups or, or people out there, and and me and Adam are kind of new kids to the table. So I want them to to meet us, and know that we're not as strange as we come across, and that we're nice guys, and. And to be able to learn that way, but also to be able to share a little bit that way, I think would be great on the podcast way. Um, the other one, I need to, I need to sell stuff for more money. I sell a lot of I sell a lot of stuff, and I have a lot of volume. But after seeing what Adam's got for some of these cards that he just picked up at Phil's the other day, and, and Mike with these Hogan cards, I I might have been uh, settling a little a little too short, honestly. Just uh, I always say it's a slow slow uh, dime, quick nickel thing, but maybe I've been doing a little bit of a of a slow nickel or slow dime however that works i've been holding china yeah I, I think i could probably be a little more aggressive on that way or take a little more calculated risk of saying if i invest a little more kind of like what mike was saying there if i if i'll put forth a little more money get a little more quality or, or higher uh, dollar item maybe i can get some of these thousand dollar bills coming in because you know that's that's nice to see that coming through and and that's another thing though i'm happy to see it uh we, we got into the card game or the reselling game and Adam and Mike were on board, and now um, they're they're out selling me definitely on the card world. So it's been fun, and I just like enjoying enjoying the company that we've met along the way too. Our buddy Bill, we haven't seen him in a while. Hundred dollar Bill. Who Phil. else have we met? Phil. 
We've had multiple guests on here. We got the, I mean, the CEO of Cellhound, which was a major get. Yeah, I mean, um, probably get some more guests in. That would probably be a good thing. You got a bunch of sponsors, right? We've been sponsored. Um, Lunatics. Lunatics, Cellhound again. Yeah. Uh, Modus, <laughs> Extreme Modus, thank you. Extreme Modus, Alabama County. I don't want to look back in 10 years and say I should have been friends with that guy. You know, like my high school days. <laughs> about what, what were we seeing about 10 years ago? So we're saying, yeah, yeah, 14 years ago. Yeah. Or invent that time machine and just, uh, you know, we'll all be on that yacht together if that happens. So, With the New York Giants. Well, one, one, thing, that we, <laughs> one thing that we have learned is, is we've come a long way. Um, I, I think that uh, whatever hair Pelican used to have went from his head to Derek's back. Apparently, that's the... Are you, the, are you that bald everywhere? <laughs> yep. Yeah, he is. For those of you who don't have video capacity, you're welcome. You didn't have to see that. I'll tell you, any girl on earth would be jealous of my armpits. You'd have to shave them once every two months. Bi-monthly. There you go. Bi-monthly. Not a hair more since I saw him in his wrestling singlet last 14 years ago. <laughs> when he took state. That's right. <laughs> so based on that, we're 100 episodes in. We're, we're praying. We're hoping. We want 100 more. Uh, it, thanks to all the listeners. You are the only reason this happens. If you stop listening, um, I don't know why you've made it this far. <laughs> it only gets better the more and more you know. Um, so, Derek. Well, Derek. Adam, I want to thank you for having us in your studios. You've had us here. You've uh, hosted a lot of the equipment and have us here every week. And you've, you've made it an appointment that we've done it. If it was just me, I'm sure I'd quit by now. So I appreciate you with these 100 episodes as well. Well, thank you. I said accountability is, is everything. Pelican taught me that a long time ago. That's why you became an accountant. So, so, so Pelican, there are two things in life that are certain, and those are death piles and taxes.
say uh, all Harley Davidson's leak oil, which is a cool sentence, cool phrase, until it's your Harley that's leaking oil. That's been my afternoon project today. I forgot why it's leaking. Another layer of axe will cure everything. Can you see all of us? Or can you see Derek? I can see two of you, not all of you. I don't know. Oh, it is recording right now. Okay, let me try and stop the recording. Does he got any Shasta today, or what's he drinking? Oh, no, we haven't gone there yet. Oh, oh, we gotta right. keep that. Oh, I'm keep that secret. I had to show up today. Lime pie, key lime pie. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, we're on. Go. Oh Lord. Well, I 